0: I found myself so much in the last six to eight months going back and reminiscing old sermons and old things that God has given me and uh, you may know sometimes things I said that maybe <clears throat> in other sermons and I've, uh, I've been taking sermons and dissecting them and putting them back together with two or three different sermons and this and this is nevertheless any different today. I've, I've taken and I've dissected a few sermons mixed it with a what the Lord laid on my heart for my brother's church the other night. And this morning I want to talk to this church, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, as we enter the Christmas season, we'll give just a little bit of some Christmas sermon, but then we'll turn it in a different direction this morning. Praise the Lord. Matthew 1, verse 18. Hallelujah. What a wonderful God we serve. I'm so glad to be a part of the kingdom of God. No place I'd rather be. Let me sing that song. Set a fire in my heart and said, no place I'd rather be. I'd rather be here than anywhere else in the world. Feeling what we felt in the presence of the Lord this morning. Matthew 118 there, say amen. But let me say this before going farther. God called me to preach. And I'll apologize to the church because I think sometimes I've held back to not preach the way really God's called me to preach. But I'm not doing that. that. We must be saved. We must be saved. At whatever cost, within the realm of the gospel, I'm going to preach to us, praise the Lord. Matthew one eighteen. now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. And as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away from him. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take and to be Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name and say it with me, Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. And thou shalt bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Tell so me pray today. Jesus, we love you, we thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, God, to be here. Thank you, Lord, for these wonderful, wonderful people you placed in our lives. God, ordained to help lead this church and this city, God, to break revival. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God. You're such an awesome God, a mighty God. Just ask you to touch this place, God, in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. We'll say before I get started this morning that uh, we're praying about our new theme for next year, and I feel like the Lord has given that to us. And uh, the first Sunday. Night of the year, we will be disclosing that with a new banner. And I encourage you to please come. Uh, you will have a good time and enjoy. Praise the Lord. Uh, God's had great things in store for our new year, I believe that. Praise the Lord. But now that me, my mom's heard some of this, it, it, I feel like it went well with me. Let me give this to you today. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle bells and everyone telling you, be of good cheer. Got yeah, any Christmas uh, music fans in here tonight, this morning? You may recognize what I'm talking about. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the hap- happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings with friends come to call. It's the hap- happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas as long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Everybody say Christmas is it really the most wonderful time of the year it is a time of the year when people are trying to keep up with each other with their yeah it is the time of the year when people are so stressed over the money that's spending that they don't have trying to buy presents it's a time when many people fall in depression because of the pressure buying gifts and the end-of-the-year period, taxes and all that kind of stuff. It's a time when people miss loved ones so much, and it hurts because the loved ones are not there with them during the Christmas time. It's a time when businesses make millions on our spending for Christmas. Do they not? Bah, humbug. And so with that, the people has given us a slogan to remind us what this time of the year is really all about. Jesus is the reason for the season. And just for the record today, I want to tell you that I do love this time of the year. I love the Christmas story. I love the story that Jesus, praise the Lord, that God himself, robed himself in flesh, came to this earth as a baby in a manger, that walked this earth, Sister Misty and and, and and healed people, and done these great things, and then he went to an old rugged cross, praise the Lord, and died for mine and your sins. Thank God for the manger, because if it hadn't been for the manger, there wouldn't be a cross. Amen. Can I get an amen out of that? I love the Christmas story. Hallelujah. As I said the other night at my brother's church, I love the food. Anybody like the food during Christmas time? I love the family time. I love it when we get together and we all join together with family. We, we, we fellowship with one of the family members that I don't get to see like I used to. I used to go to church with them, but I don't go to church with them like I, I used to. Praise the Lord. Now we're down here. So I love it when we get together with the family time. I, I love the food. Praise the Lord. I love giving presents. Anybody like giving presents? I love to give presents. I like the food, Brother Henry. I, I like to receive presents. Praise God. If anybody wants to buy a Christmas present this year, go right ahead. I love getting Christmas presents. And and, and Brother Mike, I, I like the food. I love the food. Anybody love the food? Did, did I mention that I, I really like the food during Christmas time? But today I didn't come to credit or discredit Christmas. I come to preach an issue I have. With his slogan, Jesus is the reason for the season. Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season. But my friend, he's a lot more than that. I touched on it last last Sunday morning just a little bit. I got to talk about Isaiah 9 and 6. But today, I want to tell you that Jesus is the reason. Period. And that is my message time today for those who likes to write that down. Jesus is the reason. Period. Matthew 1 and 21 said, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I don't know how you feel about uh, Jesus, but he's not only the reason for the season, Sister Mandy. He is my reason for just being here today. Thank God for Jesus. His very name means Jehovah has become salvation, praise God. Brother Henry, Jesus saved me. From my sins, and he's still saving me from my sins today. I thank God, Sister Misty, that he loved me enough, that he came down from cal- uh, he came down from this, uh, uh, from heavens, and he wrote this up in flesh. He became a man for you and me, and Jesus saved me from my sins. Thank God. For that, you can make him today whatever you want to make him. But praise God, I want to make him exactly what he is. He is God. He is Savior. Praise the Lord. He is my everything. I, I know I said some of this last Sunday morning, but 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 I think we need to hear some of this again today. Uh, Jesus is the reason, period, why I'm in this place today. He is God. He is Almighty. He is Alpha and the Omega. He is the Anointed One. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the blessed and the only potentate. name. He is the bread of life. He is the bright and morning star. He is the captain of my salvation. He is the chief cornerstone. He is the counselor. He is Emmanuel. He is the everlasting father. He is the faithful and the true. He is the first and the last. He is a friend of sinners. He is God with us. He is the good master, the governor, the high priest. Our hope, the image of God, the Jehovah, King of Kings, King of Glory, Lamb of God, life. He is the light of the world. He is the living bread, praise God. He is the living stone. He is the line of the tribe of Judah. He is Lord of Lords, Lord of all, Lord God Almighty, Lord strong, Brother David and mighty. The Lord our righteousness. You are holy, hallelujah, holy God. The Lord, your redeemer today. He is your mediator. He is our Messiah. He is our mighty God, only begotten, the only wise God, our Savior, the power of God, the great physician, the prince of life, the prince of peace, the prince of Kings. king of kings, king of this earth, the appreciation for our sins, our sins. He is the redeemer, the redeemer. other For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Look at somebody and say this morning, "I must be saved. I must be saved." I don't know what you have made up here today, but I come to tell you whatever it is, Jesus is the reason. This morning, I believe people need to get a revelation exactly who this Jesus really is. Why do we? Praise the Lord! Treat him so haphazardly, Sister Zelda. Why? Why do we treat Jesus like he's some second-rate citizen unless they need him at that very moment? Why do we? Uh, uh, <coughs> why do people so easily miss times of prayer and, and communion and study of the Word of God? Why do people so easily miss church any time that they want to? Why do? So why don't people realize that he is more and wants more in our lives today? Why can't we realize that today? That Jesus is a reason. You're, you didn't just wake up this morning and breathe on your own. You woke up this morning and he gave you breath to breathe. Hallelujah. You just didn't wake up, praise God, in America. God placed you in America. You just didn't wake up, hallelujah, and everything is right where it is. God seen you. He knew you, praise the Lord, and he placed you where you are. <laughs> Paul wrote to the Galatian church in chapter 1 verse 6. He said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel. <laughs> which is not another, but there have been some that trouble you with pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let them be accursed. We said before, I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel to you that, that they have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men of God, or do I seek to please men? For yet, for if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But we're so easy to begin to serve men and the things of, of mankind, and and not serve our God. You will only the right, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it by the but I was taught it by the revelation of Jesus Christ. We need a great big revelation just exactly who Jesus is and he'll become your reason for everything in this world. When we get a revelation, I want to tell you what, there's something about a revelation. It, it brings with it a persuasion that absolutely nothing can get you away from God. Absolutely nothing can, can take you and deter you. There's no there's no evil that's put in front of you if you realize how great Jesus is and how awesome he is. Jesus is absolutely uh, the, the main reason we got to be here. Paul wrote it in, in Romans eight thirty five. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it's written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Our Lord, somebody in this building today needs to get persuaded that Jesus is your only reason for being here, period. Amen. Paul had a revelation. He said, nothing, nothing, nothing It's going to take me away. I want to echo some of my words from last Sunday morning. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, he said, Therefore we ought to give heed, give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. We ought, to, we ought to pay more attention than the house of God. We ought, we ought to pay more attention to the to the word of God. Hallelujah. Ought, we ought to pay attention to what that word speaks to us. We ought, we ought to pay attention to what's going on in our world right now. Jesus is fixing to come back. <laughs> he said, therefore, we ought to give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Listen, any time we should let them slip, it's so easy to let this slip out of our hands. He said, for if the word spoken by the angels was steadfast in every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Let me ask you today, how in the world do we think we're going to escape if we neglect Jesus Christ, our salvation? You know what Jesus is? He's our salvation today. He's more than just uh, the reason for the season of Christmas time. He's my reason for waking up this morning. He's my reason for coming to the house of God. Hell is full of people who were not actively opposed to Jesus, but they just simply drifted in there by neglecting to respond to the gospel. There's people who know the truth, who even believe the truth, and they're very aware the good news of salvation. They know what it means to be born again. They know what it means. Praise God. They know what Jesus is all about. Praise the Lord. But they've been, never been willing to commit their lives to Jesus Christ, and so they drift on past the call of God into some eternal damnation and into eternal disaster. Jesus is the reason for us being here and being alive, Church, and we've got to realize that today. Uh, it's not just a little passage. around you this morning. Jesus is the reason, period. Bear with me in my throat this morning. Paul said in Acts 17 and verse 28, for in Him we live and we move and we have our being. In who? He's talking about Jesus. Church in Jesus. In Him, I live. I move. And I have my being. Is that how you feel today about Jesus? It better be. It better be. Let me ask you today. Jesus is the reason, period. But what are you going to do with Jesus? When Christmas is over, are you going to take him and uh, put him up on a shelf and just let him look good until next Christmas comes along? May, may, we need him right now. So, hey, hey, let's call on the Lord right now because we really, really do need him. And that's a good thing when you need him, call on him. But, but after he's done his great things for you and he's given you a miracle, are you going to go put him back up in the attic like you do your Christmas tree? Or are you going to go put him back in the garage or put him back in the back building until another season in your life when you need Jesus? Jesus is more than that, church. In him, Jesus, I should live and move and have my being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus, Jesus is my everything today. He's not just some little passing bad, but praise the Lord. He is absolutely everything to me. And, Brother David, I need him more today than I needed him yesterday. Hallelujah. I want to echo some thoughts of the sermon that I preached in and- 2006, and once again, in 2009. Matter of fact, I think it's the first message I ever preached Sister Mandy came. First one she had ever heard me preach. Many of you hadn't been coming very long. Matthew 27 and 19 says this. When he, Pilate, was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sat to him saying, Have thou nothing to do with this? that just man, for I have suffered many things in this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor asked and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said to Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? they cried out the more saying let him be crucified when Pilate saw that he could not prevail nothing but that rather atonement was made and he took water and washed his hands before the multitude saying I am innocent of this blood this just person see you to it then he answered all the people and said his blood be on us and our children then released he barabbas to them and when he had scourged them Jesus when they scourged Jesus He delivered him to be crucified. I want to ask that same question this morning. What are you going to do with this Jesus that I'm talking about? Jesus is the reason today, but Hallelujah! What are you gonna do with this Jesus? Jesus is our reason, but we are living in an hour when people, just like the Jews, are picking other things instead of Jesus. Hallelujah! They're picking jobs, they're picking, they're picking relationships, they're picking uh, uh, sleep at home, they're picking all kinds of things. Praise God! I don't know why anybody would not want to live for Jesus today. Hey, Sister Misty, He is my everything. He has done so much for me. As I said at my brother's church. The other night. I've said it here a few times. I was a hypocrite boy that sit on the altar. Uh that sat in the church, and I acted the place, acted the Christian in church, and I went to school and I acted like a little devil. He didn't have to save me, but thank God he saved me. Thank God he saved me. Hallelujah. He saved me. I'm telling you, he is wonderful. He is awesome. All that said, all that stuff I said about him, he is all that praise God in a bag of chips today. Everything and anything. That's what Jesus is today. Why in the world would we pick anything else over Jesus today? Jesus should be our reason for getting up in the morning. Jesus should be our reason for walking through the day. Hallelujah. Jesus should be our reason that motivates and drives and pushes us. Hallelujah. Is there anything in this world? He's got to be our reason today. And I don't know why anybody would pick him uh pick anything else besides him today. Hallelujah. What are you going to do with it today? John chapter 4, verse 1, it said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come and receive you to myself. And there, where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, uh, in the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not where thou goest. And how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Let me tell you something this morning. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And Jesus, praise God, is the way and the truth and the life. I think I'm going to pick Jesus over top of anything else in my life. I think I'm going to pick Jesus over top of Barabbas today. Barabbas, you see, he was the son of Abba, of a father of a notorious robber who Pilate planned to condemn and to put him to death. But instead of Jesus that day. He wished to release Jesus in accordance to the the Roman customs. He was trying to find a way that he could release Jesus, praise the Lord. But the Jews were just so bent on the death of Jesus, hallelujah, that they demanded that Barabbas should be pardoned, that Barabbas should be released. I'm telling you today, there's people here, there's people in this world are so bent in their way and so made up their mind that I'm not going to pick Jesus over top of this other thing in my life. I want this more than I want anything else in my life. I'm telling you we better make sure that we make Jesus our everything in this house. God hallelujah loves us. God is trying to save us. Hallelujah. But these Jews are so bent, praise God on this. And I, I'm going to tell you today them, say, them Jews today hallelujah. We'd rather have a robber they we'd rather have a murderer they we'd rather have that instead of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Jesus and John 4 10 answered and said unto the woman at the well, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked me, and he would have given thee living water. There was a woman at the well one day, Brother David, she asked for Jesus to give her a drink. Jesus asking her for a drink, and Jesus just told her, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for a drink. Today, if we really knew who Jesus was, we'd be asking him for a drink. We'd be pleading for him. Jesus, I need you more than I need that. He's still offering that same living water today, to you and me. Beautiful scripture, John chapter 7, verse 37. In the last days, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him uh, should receive the Holy Ghost, was not yet given because of Jesus, was not yet glorified. Jesus is offering somebody today here eternal life. Jesus has got absolutely everything that you need. Praise God. This world don't have what you need. Hallelujah. That uh, that situation don't have what you need. This and that don't have what you need. But I'm telling you today, Jesus has got everything that you need. He's more than just a Jesus for the season. He is more than just a Jesus for your bad times or for your good time. He is Jesus. Praise God. 24-7, 365 uh, days out of the year. He's got a Be our everything today. Jesus is and should be the reason for us in our lives. Period. Today, hallelujah! All you have to do is choose Him today. All you got to do is give your everything to Him today. All you got to do is hey, say Jesus, I'm going to serve You and nobody else. Hallelujah! Or maybe today you're going to be like Judas and choose. Praise God. Judas walked with the Lord. He walked with Him. He seen Him do this. He seen Him do that. He seen Jesus do some of the greatest miracles there ever was. But when it came time, praise the Lord. Judas made a bad choice. Judas chose to sell out the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. I read the other day where they said that problem is about $19.80, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. $19.80 in United States dollars, praise the Lord. You know what? There's people sitting here and people sitting out of the world that chose, praise the Lord, to trade Jesus for something a whole lot less. John 1 verse 345 45 it said, The day following Jesus would go forth to Galilee and find Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathaniel and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Philip, you know what Philip done? Philip chose He found Jesus. And when he found Jesus, let me tell you what he done. He reacted like you and I are react. He, he, he found him and all of a sudden he began to run to his friend Nathaniel, And he told said, so, let me tell you something, Nathaniel. I found it. I found that one. I found the reason that we, we've been looking for all of our lives. I have found Jesus. Would you come with me? Would you come with me? Because I found Jesus. I tell you what, I've never met anything like him. Hallelujah. He wasn't like Judas. Judas took and just traded him off and sold him. But listen to me today. Philip took this message to Jesus and he took it to his friend. I wonder today if we could take what God has given for us, and we'd go out here with find somebody else today and he let them have Jesus also. I'm to ask you today, what are you gonna do with Jesus? So many taking them and they set him on a the shelf. They get him down only when they need it. Hide him where nobody can see him because they're kind of ashamed of him. They leave him at church because that's the only when they think about him ask you today, is Jesus your reason? Will you choose Jesus today or will you choose Barabbas? Barabbas means shame and confusion. What is your Barabbas today? The Jews chose shame and confusion over Jesus. Barabbas means shame and confusion. They chose Shame and confusion over Jesus. And Jesus means Jehovah. You heard me say it. Jehovah has become salvation. Why would you, why, why, why would you choose confusion and shame? For Jesus. Why would you choose confusion and shame? I said, what do you mean, brother? You know what the Bible said? The Bible said that God is not the author of confusion. So let me tell you something. Morning. If your life is full of confusion and you don't know where you're going and you don't know what you're turning to, you know what may be the possible problem? You're picking Barabbas over Jesus today. And Jesus is not your reason for living. Your Jesus is not your reason for being today. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today, Jesus wants to take our lives and turn our lives around. Hallelujah. And it will make Jesus our reason for being today, I'm telling you, God, there's no telling what God going to do for you before this year is over. There's no telling what God is going to do for you before next year is over. God will turn some things around in our lives. It will make him who he is and what he is and put him in a proper place and make him Lord of Lord and King of kings in our lives. Amen. Mark chapter 10 verse 17 said when he was gone forth in the way there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good, but one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do fraud not honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said to him, Master, all these things have I observed my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou likest, go thy way. Sell whatsoever thou hast. Give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. Come, take up the cross. Follow me. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had great possessions. Jesus is the reason, period, today, church. We're kind to of make that. It's a sad story. This man kept all the commandments, kept the big ones of this day. He wasn't an adulterer, he wasn't a fornicator, he wasn't a he wouldn't want to take the Lord's name in vain. He, he evidently was faithful to go to church all the time. He said he kept all of them for He kept every one of them. All of them from my youth. But Jesus looked at him and he seen something within him. It wasn't the essence of, you've got a lot you didn't go sell all you got. It was more of the essence. Yeah, you, you're doing all this stuff. But, I'm not your reason. God's not your reason. He's kind of looking at him and, and he's like, you know what? You put me on the shelf never once in the woods Just when you need me, you get me down. Just when you need me, you brush me off. Just when you want to look good, you get me back out. That way can make you look good. He said, "Why don't you sell all out? Why don't you take the cross and follow me?" The Bible said he was sad at that saying and went away in grieving. Today I'll ask, what one thing are you, what one thing are you going to choose to keep Jesus from being your reason in your life? He's letting us know something here. Look, buddy, you've kept all his commandments. And I want that and I need that. But there's one thing in your life you still ain't giving me. It's your heart. May I ask the question one more time today? What are you going to do with Jesus? Gonna put him on the shelf? You gonna to choose to live with Jesus and life eternal? Or are you gonna choose for rabbitness? Life of shame. Confusion. A beautiful scripture in the Word of God i this morning's Revelation for each one. Behold, I stand at the door. Knock. Behold, I stand at the door. Knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will suffer him and he with me. you got to get the picture of this. Jesus is on the outside of your door and he's not. This is not like any kind of door, Brother Ariel. This is not like the door on your front front of your house. Hopefully you've got a door knob there. Ours has got a knob on the outside. And when we want to go in, we turn the knob. We push or pull and we go inside. This door ain't like that. This door is different. This door is a door to your heart today. And this door only has one door knob. And it's on the inside of your heart. And the only way Jesus can ever come into the inside of your heart is you've got to be willing to turn that knob yourself and open that door and let him come in. And he's knocking today. He's knocking on some hearts this morning. Because if you all would be honest with me, I'll be honest with you today, there's been a lot of times in this preacher life that I've not made him everything in my life. I found time to do this and I found time to do that. But you know what, Sister Stephanie, I always didn't find the time to pray and break out this word of God. And I found time for a lot of other stuff. But this morning, he's standing at the door one more time. And you know what, he's not obligated to ever come to your door and knock again. And I know he's knocking on a heart or two or three or Maybe all of them today. And he's not. And he's saying, can I be your reason for living? Can I be your everything today? Are you going to continue to choose the rabbits? Are you going to continue to choose the shame and the confusion in your life? Oh, but Jesus said, Revelations, if you will hear my voice, I know some folks is hearing the voice. this part of because I feel it in my heart. If you hear my voice, then you'll open the door. He said, then I'm going to come in. I'm going to stop with you. You know what that means? He said, I'm going to come in, and I'm going to communicate with you. I'm going to sit at your table. I'm going to eat with you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to be your strength. I'm gonna be your everything. I'm gonna be absolutely everything that you need. When he says I'm gonna stuck with him, you, brother Donald, that tells me something right there. He lets me know. I don't know what you've been feeding on. But if you'll let me come in, you can begin to feed off of me. You can begin to feed off all I have. And you know what He is? God is love. God is everything. You don't know love until you've felt the presence of God in your life. You don't know what it's like, hallelujah, on the outside of that. But when you open your heart up this morning, I'm feeling conviction in my my words this morning. I'm telling you, He's standing at your heart's door this morning giving you one more chance. You don't know. You might walk out this door this morning, and it might be the absolutely last chance you'll ever have to feel the presence of God. It might be the last time that you ever hear the knocking of Jesus at your door. He's only obligated to give it to you one time. So if you've felt it more than once, you ought to thank your lucky stars today. And if you're feeling it again today, you better thank God. And you know what? If you're not feeling it, you better grab that door and open it up and hope he's still standing there, even though he's not calling at you, because he still may be there. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Why don't you open that door and let Jesus come in and fix your heart Today. Fix your spirit today. Hallelujah. Can Jesus become your reason in your life? Stand with me today. Preaching the burden of my heart. Jesus is coming back. And I'm bothered. I'm bothered by so many not sinners. That bothers me. Yes, it does. It bothers me that people lost. My pride bothers me. I don't see nobody lost. Sisters tell it bothers me bad that people lost. You reach to them and they don't come. I'll tell you what I'm bothered by. For the God. I'm bothered by people who's not affected by the presence of God. I'm bothered by people who's not affected by the God of the Spirit of God. And today I wonder if you heard that knock. If you heard that knock and if you would come and lay it on the altar today and say, I can't go, no farther, Lord. I need you to stop me. I need you to change me. I need you to turn my, head, my life inside out. I need you to take me and change my life. I wonder if somebody would come and lay it on the altar and let Jesus have it all. thank might not be another chance today? You scared me, preacher? If I could, I would. There might not be another opportunity. This may be the last call. Hallelujah. This may be the last call. Would you pray today? Would you pray today?
1: Hallelujah.
0: Prayer and study for this today, and the Lord gave me this song. I'm not sung it a
1: lot, but I want to sing it today. It's so fitting. Look outside your heart, my friend. It's a king waiting to come in. It's been so long. Since he left his home to be your friend, he gave up his wealth above just to prove his love. So open the heart and let the King. Glory coming, the King of glory stands outside your door. With His King. The King of glory is Christ our Lord. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. So open your heart and name. The King of glory coming. Now the Lord cut his crown of thorns. Hear them all laugh and scorn. The royal hands, feet of this man. A scar for your sin. Feel of his wounded side. He loved you so much that he died. So open your heart and let the king of glory come in. The King of glory, at your door, who is his King, the King of glory, is Christ our Lord. Talk with you, open your heart. Let the King of Glory come in. The King of Glory stands outside your. is Christ our Lord. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. So open your heart and let the King of glory come in.